Hello, and thank you for joining the The Wonderful Experience. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast this month. The The Wonderful Experience is a journey. It's a journey to our purpose. It's a process, but it is ultimately a journey to wholeness. And so uh, we must trust the process. It is definitely an action on our part. There are no shortcuts at all. It will be painful, but definitely worth it. (laughs) Hi, I am Dewanda, and each month we come together and we talk about the journey. We talk about the process. We talk about the transformation. And this month um, will be no different. I have a spectacular speaker that is going to talk through their process because what we want is to be whole in the mind, body, and soul. And so, last month, we had a special guest, Minister Randall Duff. Well, he's back <laughs> with more insightful information, and he wants to talk to us about um, the pain in our purpose and how we use that pain to turn it into purpose. So last month, we learned that Minister Randall is a husband, a father, a brother, and a wonderful friend. We found out that his love for God grew at an early age. It was his grandmother that helped him discover this love. We also learned that he was afforded the opportunity to care for his great-grandmother and his sister. These pivotal moments led him to find passion in nursing others back to health. He currently resides in Texas and is a nurse manager at a pristine medical center. Even though he does not provide direct patient care all the time, he is able to live out his ministry. And that's what I love, that this is a ministry. And so we're here to talk about how he came to ministering to the sick. Minister Rando is pleased to do life with his beautiful wife. I would be remiss to not mention her and their beautiful children. Um, His wife, Maisha, their wonderful children, JL, Jillian, and Jackson. Randall is the second oldest of three children born to Albert and Jeanette Duff. Minister Randall considers sincere family values the foundation of his life. Both his parents have been a pillar in teaching him to live through the adversity of life. And that's what I want us to hone in on, the adversity of life. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Minister Randall Duff, for joining us again this month. Um, again, I I was just so in tune and, and, and just you left me wanting more. So I had to bring you back as hey, you man. talked about your call to purpose. Um, do you have anything to add on last month and, and what's kind of transpired transpired between then and now? Um, you know, I feel like <clears throat> in adding anything, I would like to almost just re- reiterate where finding purpose, um, I think it's a process. I mean, it's something that we as adults, we, we look back and wish we had found it years and years ago because our life would be so much different. But I feel like whether you find it when you're young or when you're old, it's the matter when you find it, do you live it? 
Um, do you live it out when you when you finally hone in on what that thing is? And I feel like as long as as long as we can do that, whatever that journey is, however long it takes you to get there, when you finally get it, it's gonna make everything make sense. And I think as long as that 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 fight to live, that fight to find it never dies, you'll always have purpose to live. You'll never have to question why am I here? I'm here because I haven't found my purpose yet, and I'm gonna keep driving until I do. And I think as long as we can have a drive and a mindset like that, I feel like we'll always wake up with more purpose to find that purpose. You know, we'll find we'll wake up with reason to find that purpose. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely add or reiterate that part from our last conversation, Miss D. Awesome. Well, let's dive right in. Right. Um, After our recording we had a long conversation afterwards and um, you really unpacked a lot of what you were feeling you unpacked just what you went through right Mm -hmm. and and going back and reading your bio it was a, a sentence in there that really stood out which was um living through the adversity of life amen so let's let's talk about the adversities that you had to live through, how you got through that process, and just um, tie it all to your purpose. Hey man, so let's see how. Listen, there's so many. Listen, there's so many layers to it, but I, I think what we left off, and this is one of the things that I didn't get a chance to share last time, is one of the adversities that I I did have to to live through and that was that was being having my innocence taken and you know to be more frankly having to go through molestation as a child and having to live through that and to not be able to tell someone until I was an adult like that left me with turmoil that was that made me question my father who lived with me during the time frame and this I'm not none of my close family did this to me I just want that to be clear but I went through a lot of guilt of why it happened and i went through a lot of blaming and anger as to no one protected me and so i found purpose in that and so all this was going on even while taking care of my great-grandmother while taking care of my sister and you all know that i started taking care of my sister at the age of 13 Mm -hmm. which means it was going on very early and extended across a long period of time and so in that even while that turmoil was going on or that that adversity was going on in my life, I was already having purpose, I guess, instilled in my life because I was taking care of people. I was taking care of my grandmother, taking care of my sister. And so when I say finding purpose through that and finding purpose in it, I still see no matter what I went through, no matter what I dealt with, I still came out on the backside of knowing that God still put me here, no matter what goes on outside of my life or what goes on outside of my purpose of taking care of people, bringing healing to the sick, bringing hope to the ailing, whatever that is, like I can still do it no matter what is going on in my life. So whether I was going through um, with dealing with the family members that were mistreating me. If I was going through, I didn't get a chance to say this, going through watching my dad um, suffer substance abuse, even while all of this was going on. So there's layers upon layers of me still 
being happy and whole today, being truly in love with my father today, being truly in love with my mother today, um, I still found who I was even through that process. Was it a journey? Absolutely. I always knew that I would be a nurse. I always knew that I would, I wanted to take care of the sick, those that needed help. But I didn't find the connection of doing that and, and being spiritually healthy and being spiritually whole until I finally had that reckoning moment. Mm-hmm. And that moment was, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to to bring light and shed light to what you've dealt with and what you've gone through. And God, when I, when I finally came to that realization, God just began to peel back layers. He began to peel back the layers of shame. He began to peel back the layers of guilt. Um, he began to peel back these, the, the, what I consider small now, because I see God is so much greater than anything that I could have dealt with, anything that I could have gone through. And, and in that, I, I truly found who I was. So now my purpose, not only to, to help those that are sick on their physical bed, but I now have the ability to help those that are on their spiritual sick bed. And that spiritual sickness can be dealing with guilt. It can be dealing with shame. It can be dealing with being taken advantage of by a loved one or by someone that, you know, has nothing to do with anybody. It could be being raped by someone that you had no clue. You know, though that there is a process and there's a level of shame and guilt that comes with that that really strips you. It lessens who you are. You gain, you pick up insecurities Mm -hmm. that you don't even know are insecurities until you are faced with trauma or when not not faced with trauma, but when you're faced with reality of I can't do that. I could do that at one point. But now that I can't, why can't I? And, and then that thing, it, it's, it, it, then it compounds over the years. And so, again, I want to make sure that I answer your question on how I found that purpose. And that was becoming more self-aware, you know, of who I am and who God called me to be. And, you know, in learning how to become a man, even in the societies that we live in today, God really just began to give me those things on how to find myself in him. How the um, one of the one of the key scriptures when I was living in Birmingham, very simple message. One of my pastors preached there, and he came from the scripture of "perfect love driveth out all fear," mm-hmm. and it and it set with me. It set with me because it was like, wait, you know, I can allow God to love me, and I then in return cannot have to live in fear. I cannot live in fear on, you know, what people may think about me. If I ever have to give a testimony, I I don't have to be fearful of what people may think of me. It's like, so in that moment, to feel not only found to peel off a layer to get me closer to wholeness, this was like maybe 15, 16 years ago, to get to that place of wholeness, I was able to embrace the love of God in a way that I've never been able to embrace it before. And that was to allow him to love me through what I consider the worst part of me. Mm. I allowed him in that moment to love me where I felt like I didn't deserve to be loved. I didn't, you know, no, because no one knew the things that I had gone through. No one knew. And I used it as a crutch for a long time. But I began, that's when I began to really find purpose in when I became self-aware and and, been, and was able to speak and say, this is what I've dealt with. This is what I've gone through. And this is how I plan to be better. This is how I plan to to talk about it and to get these things off my chest so that I can come to 
the full truth of who I am and what I am and what God has called me to. And because of that, I can sit here before you today and, and declare, you know, that I know who I am today. I know what purpose that I have here on this earth. And that is to to help heal those that are in the physical sick bed, but also in their spiritual sick bed. And, and that's what I aim to do for all the days of my life that's left here on this earth. I found purpose in making sure that I can help guide and lead anyone that needs assistance um, to finding who they are, finding a purpose in life, but to help get them better than where they are today. So you said a lot. And to summarize what I heard, um, you first looked within yourself and said, it's okay to not be okay. It is okay to not be okay. And then you cast all your cares on the Lord and said, Lord, my weakness, I'm exchanging that for your strength. Mm -hmm. And as you leaned into him, he gave you the strength you needed to push past and, and, you know, just peel back all of those layers of what's causing the insecurities. And once you gave it to him, like you exchange your weakness for his strength, your insecurities for his boldness. It was a it was an exchange of everything that wasn't like him. You gave it to him in exchange. He gave you everything you needed to fulfill or that you're fulfilling your purpose and what he had planned for you, which was healing his people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and I own the beauty in that. And I thank you for summarizing it. He didn't require me to do it all at once. He didn't say, let me strip you of everything and, you know, just take it away and leave you with how do I figure this out? How do I put the pieces together now? Now that, it, you know, you've taken my my shame of my weight away, you know, the mm-hmm. insecurity of my weight. And and when I say insecurities like that, it, that can I know it's a blanket statement. It's not I'm not hiding one insecurity or the other. It's about what all I packed on during that time frame. And when I tell you there were multiple that that just were. And but God began, He allowed me to gain confidence in who I was and who I am, that no matter what I looked like before, I know what I look like now. If that's only 10 pounds difference. <laughs> <laughs> but um but um but um, you know, it, it just, you know, it really did. It, I appreciate you summarizing it, but it, it, it's been a journey. It is a journey, and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that I can, I can help those that that need assistance. And even if it's that, hey, can you just pray me through? Absolutely, I can. Let's get you there. Whatever, whatever the circumstance may be, if God can do anything, then I can pray for anything. I can talk you through anything. If I don't know how to do it, I can find somebody that does. And, and that's the thing, right? It doesn't happen overnight. And sometimes you may need um, what I like to call, you know, friends or angels here on earth, because a lot of times we think that we have to do it by ourselves. We have to go through it by ourselves. Um, and I think for me anyway, that was my shame speaking, because I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to tell anybody, you know, what I went through. And once I let that go, I was able to use my angels, as I call them, go to friends and say, hey, you know, I, I need you to pray for me. And mm-hmm. and sometimes, I know in the beginning, I found it hard to confess 
to God, right? I felt like I needed a physical person in front of me to talk to. <laughs> And, um, but that was, that was part of my transformation. I was part of my journey. Once I understood what prayer was, <laughs> that completely changed. And now Amen. I can be talking to my husband's like, what, what you, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was talking to God. But, you know, when you, when you talk about trusting the process, it not being easy, that it doesn't happen overnight. How do you keep the faith? How do you keep pushing forward? And, you know, how do you say, Lord, I know this is the path you have for me. I got to trust the process. I got to keep moving forward. How do you keep moving forward? You know, I I believe it's one thing I want to say about what we were saying before, but I'll get to I'll get back to that. But I think at some point throughout throughout where you are, where you are, wherever you are in your trauma, to whoever's watching, wherever you are, at some point you've seen a glimpse of yourself not being where you are. Mm-hmm. You've seen yourself better. You've seen yourself not having to deal with the alcohol. You've seen yourself not having to deal with the drugs. You've seen yourself not having to deal with the the, condem- the condemning thoughts. So at some point, you've seen yourself better. And I feel like at some point, I saw myself better. And that was, that became my automatic end goal. That became the promise of God. And we know the word of God says that his promises are yes and amen. So if I know that that's my end goal, if I know that's the promise of God, then I know that's what I have to look forward to. So that is what kept my faith. It's like, I won't give up. Mm won't give up. I'm not going to let anything beat me. It, even when it comes down to to nursing school, and I, if anyone that knows nursing, like nursing school is is horrible some days, you know, but um, again, in that moment of knowing that that was my purpose, I fell out of nursing school completely. No one really knows that because it doesn't, me feeling out of nursing school does not dictate the type of nurse that I was. Exactly. My faith, my passion toward it does but i felt out early just just for the record early in nursing school but i made it back in i made it out and i'm at the right so you know we 16 17 years in now somewhere in there mm-hmm. um but <laughs> we thank god for that but um but that's what i that's one of the things that i would say but also i'm gonna tell you why it's also good to 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 let these things go when you're when you're when god reveals or when you become self-aware enough because the longer you hold on to on um, what you've dealt with, the longer you hold on to your traumas, they become crutches for you. Mm. And so you always, and if you hold on to them, you always have a way or reason to say, well, I'm like this because somebody did this to me. I'm like this because I went through that. I'm like this because I watched my daddy go through drugs and alcohol and cheat on my mama and do all these things. And so when you begin to really let things think, let these things go, let them be healed back. You find why you're here. You find your purpose and you lose the crutches. You lose the that makes you feel like, well, it's okay for me to have these type thoughts because of all the things that I went through. Like it's ingrained in me. Well, you know, we can renew our mind daily in Christ Jesus and we can begin to think differently. So that's what we have to do. And I just, I begin to live that even though I probably couldn't quote those scriptures then, mm-hmm. it's like God just led me to do 
these things to reform my thinking on how I saw myself, what I thought about myself, how I could view other people, because it took a while for me to even let people get close to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anyway, but that's one I wanted to pull that, pull that out that, you know, the, those traumas can become crutches if we hold on to them. So as God wants to take them away and peel them off layer by layer, we have to let it. We have yeah. to. Yeah. Listen, all through that, I heard faith, right? Because we, as we commune with God, he will show us glimpses of our future. We can't handle if he show us everything. So he will show us those glimpses and by faith and faith is action, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so by faith and you doing, you're able to obtain that. And, and that is key. Um, communing with God, because as we talk to him, he talks to us, right? So as we tell him how great he is, he shows us how great we are. But it takes our faith and our action to get us there. So last month, you challenged the viewer, the listeners. I keep saying viewers, the listeners <laughs> to find the pain or trauma, right? Bring awareness to it and then grow through it to find your journey to wholeness. What would be your challenge for this month? You know... I, I I thought I had something pinned before, but after after this last moment of us talking, I think my challenge would be see yourself in faith, see your, see yourself in it, because you actually just allow me to really see talking it's talking it out in a greater way allow me to see that I know what I said I know I said you know I saw a glimpse of myself but in those moments of when I had to fight, mm -hmm. I had to fight for the faith or for the thing that I saw a year ago or two years ago. So I would say my challenge to the person that's listening, my challenge to the person that's watching is to allow faith to grow you and grow you out of and grow, well, I'm sorry, grow you through and out of where you currently are. Um, whether it, in your, in your, in your way you feel like you're in lack or whether you feel like you're still in your, cycle because you know however, however we choose to view it but allow faith to grow you out of it and grow you through it if that would be my challenge that would uh, be my challenge that is awesome i love it i love it and um again faith without works is dead so mm -hmm. you you gotta put in you gotta put in the work you gotta commune with god you gotta talk to him uh you gotta Amen. talk to yourself sometimes Amen. Amen. And, um, this I love that faith. Let faith grow you through it and beyond it into the glimpses that you've already seen from God of who you can be. And and we're right back to trust the process. Don't give up. Don't give in. But keep moving forward. And that's there, and there will be setbacks. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. There'll be setbacks. You know, I didn't. I didn't expect to fill out a nursing school. I did not expect to fill out a nursing school, but I did. But a year and a half later, 
two years later, I graduated and I had I have not not had a job since then. I've always excelled in everything that I've in every position that I have. So again, I didn't let that moment as as glim as it was. They made me take remediation classes in college just to get back into nursing school. But I got once I got back in, my faith realigned, my insight realigned. I knew my end goal. I got right back on track and I allowed. And I even picked up insecurities. I was deathly afraid of teachers during that time frame because my teacher intimidated me. Mm. And it was like, so again, an insecurity picked up even in college that I had to grow out of and grow through by faith because I knew who I already was. And that was a nurse, a great nurse, a wonderful nurse, an ICU nurse who can take care of anything and anybody. I wasn't an ICU nurse then, but I knew I could be. And that's that's what drove me. That was my process. That was my faith that I could see in front of me. And that's what drove me every day. Yeah. Back in Michigan and oh, I don't even remember what year it was, but um, my pastor in Michigan before I moved to Texas, she preached a sermon and it was you have to see it before you see it or you never will see it. Mm-hmm. And I did not get it. You know, I'm sitting in there like, you know, I don't even make it. You have to see it. But once I saw it, before I saw it, I understood that I couldn't get it until I saw it. Correct. <laughs> what, what you working toward? What was going on? You know. Uh, what's crazy about that story is um, when I'm when we moved here. I guess my daughter may have been 12 or 13 years old and she brought it up because we were talking about moving into a house and I'm like, oh, I'm not ready to move. You know, our finances, what are we going to do? We're going to be eating peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the rest of our lives. And she was like, mom, you got to see it before you see it or you never will see it. I'm like... This 13-year-old got more faith than me. Let me let me flip this right now. <laughs> but I loved it. I love the faith, right? And that's that's really the takeaway here is is the faith. We got to have faith. We got to have faith and we and faith again is work. Faith it is work. You got to put the work in. Cuz it will see you to your end. It will see you to that predestined in faith will faith will i love it i love it well minister randall i can't believe we're we're almost at the end here i thank you so much for coming on i thank you so much for just being open and vulnerable Mm -hmm. and challenging us right to operate in faith challenging us to sit in whatever trauma we've experienced and grow through it and by faith, mm-hmm. you know, see where we want to be or where mm-hmm. God has showed us glimpses of where we will be and faith it out. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't even know it's a word, but faith it out. We got to faith it out. It is, it is today. It's a word today. It is today. Moment. At this moment, it is now a word. I think that is going to be our title, Faith It Out. Okay, got it. (laughs) And to our viewers and listeners, I pray that Randall's story uh, touched you. It relates to you. You're able to draw from whatever trauma, whatever 
um, hurt, harm, or danger that you may have been in, you're able to sit in it and grow through it and faith it out. Um, so uh, now as we close, again, I, I just pray that you were, were blessed by Randall's story. Um, I want to say our affirmations because this is so powerful. And I have three that I say every um, podcast, but definitely come up with your own. Make them um, just personal to you, whatever your journey is, whatever your transformation is. Um, what I say on my personal time is, um, you know, I am more than enough. I am who God says I am. I am able to do all things because I am a child of God. Like just whatever speaks to your heart. But right now, our affirmations for the, the wonderful experience is I am wonderful. I am powerful. And I am grateful. Continue to send in uh, any questions, any comments, testimonies. Continue to journal your progress. And if you've been doing this since January, I know you've seen a, just a change. You may not be where you want to be, but thank God you're not where you were. And that is the key, right? We're faithing it out until it's manifested. And we're saying, I am to manifest what God has already shown who we are. So thank you for joining the, the Wonderful Experience. I love you guys. Bye.